Fantasy football is stupid. The worst. So so bad. So why? Why do we do why do we record this pod? Why do we do this? Why do we even play the game? We suck, man. No, we well we ugh. This week we suck. You and I we suck. Yeah, we do. Two L's on this pod. And we're still Two we're grumpy still, old men. We're still putting together the fourth and long pod while holding our Holding our, the dicks! And we're doing it. Because we have a great time doing it. Even at 2 a.m. When Fab is about to go through. The Fab, fab is, is about to go through. It's coming. I'm prepared for disappointment. And I just realized that I didn't even put any bids in. Oh, oh man. my god. You this blew is, it. This is bad. You're a joke. I don't deserve to be near the top of the league. Maybe which I'm is, not anymore, actually. Maybe this is by design. Maybe, maybe. I'm in your head. Yeah, you're maybe fucking I'm like, hey, me. Doors. Let's do this pot at 2.30 in the fucking morning. Fuck. Knowing... You're not going to spend that fab. That's a mind fuck. I had all day, though. I really did have all day. I didn't you have time, but... All day? A dude? Uh, a dude? Um, um, hold on. Before we get to anything. Before we get to anything. <laughs> okay. Happy birthday, man. Oh, thanks, Happy dude. belated. The Thank kid's you. a year older. Is a year wiser. Yeah. He's still bragging about losing twice in the finals. In my team name. It's all good. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate How that How do you feel? Much. I feel honestly, I do feel, I do feel wiser. I had a very reflective day um, on Monday after um, seeing you guys on Sunday, which was awesome. I thank everybody for coming down. It was a great time. Um, but yeah, it was really reflective, and I was feeling like, oh, like looking back at the whole year, which was really crazy, obviously. But even looking back at my whole fucking life, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like. So you reflected, and you sat there, and finally came to the realization that you have horseshoes up your ass this season, and without the Patriots' defense, your bitter Miami Dolphin rival, you would be flirting with the sixth seed with your boy and podcast partner, Tones. Let's move on. Yep. Um, <laughs> Tones, I, I, I had to do it. I cannot believe. Looking at the league right now, I cannot believe how close this fucking league is. Let me break it down quick. A four-way race for two buys heading into the final week of the fantasy regular season. And a four-way race for the final two playoff spots. I can safely say, factually correct, we have never, ever seen this before in this league. It is so tight everywhere. What do you make of this? Totally nuts, man. It's totally nuts. We've said it pretty much every week on this pod. This league is fucking tight. Right now, two teams... Mathematically eliminated. That's it. Yeah. Just two. CRG and Mike. Shout out. Classic Mike. Um, but here's what we know. Week 13, the season's on the line. This is what it all comes down to. All right? Four of the six playoff spots are accounted for. Week 13 shakes out like this. Dan, after his win this week, basically secures a bye. Why? Because he has the most points for in the league by a healthy margin. He's in that tie right now. He's in second place ahead of the other eight and four teams based on those points for. Yeah. So if he's in any sort of tie break, he's going to at minimum get the two seed. I'd say it's what, an 85% chance of him getting one of those two spots. Quick math. Sad. No algorithm for that. Just my brain. So you can trust it. Um, it's also likely a points for tie break between the rest of you guys. Yeah. You, Rich, Ryan, to get that second seed yep. most likely comes down to points four, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But it's the nature of the game, man. Yep. It's the way it is. 
And that's Rich all, controls his own destiny, basically. He does, and that's yeah. all relatively tight. And then there's also a points for debate to go on for the 5 and 6 seed, because there's Chaos. four guys. There's you, Franco, Rob, and Nikki all vying for that last spot, and that will also be a points for battle with three teams at 5 and 7 in you, Franco, and Nick, and Rob somehow, some way, will get to him later, Duh, sitting fuck. at 6 and 6. What? Ridiculous. Rob can still, though, fall out if you and Nikki win... And have that they you have the points for on him, and will likely continue to do that and show that this week. You and Nick are separated by less than three <laughs> points in points for because of Baltimore's fucking defense getting an extra fumble. Oh my god, that's the difference between the six and seven seed right now. It's crazy, nuts, man, and totally next, crazy. And next week, Rob plays Dan. Yeah, Nick plays CRG. Yuck, you play Rich. Yeah, that's kind of tough, but. These are all, all, all important matchups, and we'll talk about those more later. Meanwhile, Franco yeah. needs a lot of help to get there, Lots. man. He's about 100 points back in terms of points for, for most guys, except for Rob, where he's about 30-ish back. Mm-hmm. He needs to win big, and Rob has to lose by a sufficient margin as yeah. well in order to have a chance. An outside chance of still making the playoffs, which I think for you and I, quite surprising. So we've talked about what's at stake. Let's jump into the matchups, and we start with one of the marquees from last week. It's Rich and Ryan. Rich defeats Ryan 91-79 to as Rich moves to the one seed at 9-3. and 9-3! And, and defeats Ryan. Bullshit! Who falls to 8-4. and four. So breaking it down quickly, Ryan was down 23 points heading into Monday night. He's got Lamar, Stud Jackson, Cooper Cup, Todd Gurley. Rich has... Mark Ingram, and Greg the Leg Zerline. To me, coming into this, this was a win for Ryan. Not so much the case when we see a couple of duds being put up in Gurley and Cup. Mm-hmm. Lamar did Lamar. We'll talk about oh, him soon. Lamar's so great. So we knew coming in the winner of this matchup claims first place, and Rich takes it. He has the best record in the league with three other teams at 8-4. and four. But Rich, Ben, hear me for a moment. My dude, you have the fewest points against in the league and I don't want to steal his thunder because there's a little tinge of jealousy for me obviously he's sitting in first heading into week 13 tones but we averaged out some of the last five games Mm -hmm. in terms of points scored for some of the teams that we're about to talk about in these matchups rich tell me tones how many points has rich scored in his last five games well you would think first place good healthy number maybe about 100 and 105 has 97 sound disgusting 97 He's first. This is your king? (laughs) Bullshit. Yeah. Erroneous. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm using that properly, but fuck it. Wedding crashes. Stephen A. (laughs) Erroneous on both counts. Uh, No, it's fucking ridiculous. And this is why I'm pissed off. This week pissed me off. Yeah. It pissed me off. You're going to get upset a lot throughout this pod, but this specifically pisses you off. Let's talk about something that makes you happy. You like Lamar Jackson. Oh, I love Lamar Jackson. And you Jackson. have so stack guy. Good. Stack guy tones. Yeah, I, got stat a, I got a stat. I got a stat. I got a stat. All right, here we go. Ready? Go. This is from Graham Barfield on Twitter. Good follow, by the way. Okay. Most games with 30-plus fantasy points by a quarterback in a season all-time. There's a good group here at number two. Steve Young in 1994. Mm. Tom Brady in 2007. Peyton Manning, 2013. Drew Brees, also 2013. Cam Newton, MVP year 2015. What a list. All of them had five 30-plus fantasy points, fantasy point games in those respective seasons. Okay. Lamar Jackson, in 2019, has six of those games, the only quarterback ever to do so. 
The, he's number one on this list. Doris, what week is it? Uh, we've passed week 12 now. What the fuck is going on? That's insane. He's going to, like, this is fucked. He can finish the year with eight 30-point performances, which is better than all the Hall of Famers I just fucking named. And he does it in so many different ways. And what I love about watching the Ravens, which I did not think I would ever say heading into the season, is the way that Lamar runs that offense and the way they've designed this offense around him. Because he can throw a 50-yard pass when the defenses are confused. He might give it to Gus Edwards, who's on his right, Mark Ingram, who's on his left, or he may just take it himself. But no, he'll do none of those things, and he's going to jack up a 50-yard touchdown to one of his many mediocre receivers who happen to be open because no one is expecting the pass. Yeah. It's incredible. And then he just happens to be such a talented runner. Like, we've seen guys in offenses, like, perfect examples, Jared Goff. Hmm. This guy is a product of his offense, his system, his scheme, his head coach. Lamar Jackson is in the perfect offense for him, but he's also one of the most freakishly talented athletes in the NFL. The whole situation is perfect, and to me, the Baltimore Ravens are obviously AFC contenders. Mm -hmm. It's insane. I'm not trying to hot take the shit out of this pod, but there is no doubt in my mind right now that they go to the Super Bowl this year. The way that they're playing. No doubt. The the New England defense, and I know about New England's detones. Listen to me. Listen to me. New England's defense is insane. But when Baltimore is almost on their level and running their offense at a clip that no one in the AFC can match, tell me how they lose a game. I definitely think they're the most dangerous team in the AFC right now. Still lots. I know the fantasy regular season's ending. Still lots of real NFL to play. Sure. It's going to be a bloodbath. Mahomes is only getting healthier. Let's wait. Uh, But yes, I love it. I love that offense. Lamar's incredible. And this Not is, much more to say there. And this is a fantasy pod. So let's go back to fantasy for one second as we just wrap up this matchup. I want to talk quickly about Ryan, who doesn't have Julio yeah. maybe for this week because he didn't practice on that non-practice day Monday, didn't practice Tuesday. They play Thursday night in one of three Thanksgiving games. This is an important game for Ryan this week, mm-hmm. and he needs his studs. May not have Julio Jones. That's tough. Marshawn Lattimore back? Maybe. And if he is Big back, maybe. and if Julio plays... That's a shutdown game. Yep. Let's now move on to the second matchup as we had Dan defeating U-Tones 130-105. to to Jesus. Dan moves to 8-4. and You fall to somehow 5-7, and two games below 500. Dan jumps up to second place. He is in a bye, and he has sent a message to the rest of the league. Statement Big game? Big time statement game, I think. Yeah. I, you know, I had that weird stretch, lost three of four. We're going, what the fuck? How does this team have four losses? Yeah, he's back. Two straight wins now, if I believe. This week, putting up a nice number, and it could have even been bigger. Yeah. Saquon didn't even have that huge game. A consistent stud like Cortland Sutton didn't even have that big a game. He leaned on the Godwin-Thomas duo that you love. And even, and yeah, and, and quickly, just to mention this as well, and even the pickup of Baker. Like, what yeah, a move. love that move. Love what it. a move. This is why he wins. Mahomes on a bye, grabs Baker, yep. taking on Miami, cushy matchup, but Baker's been terrible this year. Miami's been somewhat competent since, like, week six. 24 points. So That's why you win. That's why you win. You threw to me for it. Let me go on because I have a dive on Dan. I went on a dive for Dan's team, and I specifically— you dove into Dan. Oh, boy. Yeah, baby. You're welcome, Dan. Okay, okay. So, so— Dan is obviously a scary team if I want to contend for this league this year, but I also did it for pod purposes, and I'm looking at Godwin and Thomas. Obviously studs. 
but they are the two highest scoring wide receivers in our league this season. They're both on his team. And my takeaway is this. Godwin has had down weeks this week. He's had three points, six points, seven points, but then he booms for 30. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Jesus, what is going on? And even when he has those six-point bad games, he has the floor of Mike Thomas to secure his wide receiver production there. And a guy like Horton Sutton, too, who chips in as well. But there's only been three games this season where Mike T has put up fewer than double, has put up single digits. It's an elite, Only elite three floor. games. Yeah. It's insane. So now we talk, though there is, those are his two stud wide receivers. And now we go on to Chubb and Saquon. Those guys' floor is so high and their ceiling is high as well. And my takeaway from Dan's team is just that. Every single guy across the board, the floor is high, the ceiling is so damn high. Yeah. And you can't get away with playing this guy in week 15, the semifinals of the fantasy playoffs, and only have 110, 115 points. He's going to raise the stakes every time you play him. You saw that this week. That's what it felt like all week. Like, I'm looking at this match, these matchups Tuesday, and I knew, I'm like, I'm fucking going to lose this week. Like, yeah. you know, most weeks I'm pretty optimistic. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, anything could happen, right? You guys know me. But, man, this week I'm like, literally... Your margin, it feels like your margin for error is like less than one. It's so small. You have to have not just a good week. You have to have an exceptional week to beat him. And I know not every team out there is built like mine and other teams have a better chance of competing with Dan than I do. But man, like I knew like my squad didn't have a bad week this week. And I was like, still, I need a 25-point game from Aaron Jones. I need that big game. You know what I mean? I need Chris Carson to plow in two touchdowns to even have a chance, and I probably still would have lost. That's what it feels like. So, hey, to whoever has to face Dan in the playoffs, I hope one day it'll be me. I want another chance here. (laughs) But good luck to you. Because this guy's team is fucking ridiculous. But you you even slight your own team when it comes to you playing him this week. But, dude, there's only one other team in this entire league this week who would have beat him. And it was Nikki who put yeah. up 861 points. And that would have been something. Which was the second highest total in the league this season. So, yeah, I mean, sure, you didn't get there. And you can slight your own squad to say that. But, like, there's only one other team out of ten who would have beat the damn guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quickly about your team, I think it was great to see some of the new additions performing. Ridley was great. Moore was great. These are guys that you picked up midway through the season. DJ Moore doubled his best point total of the season. Now that he's on your squad, thanks a lot, Mike Dotto. Keep the change. Thank you. But Calvin Ridley as well, 16 points, respectable. George Kittle had 18 and a bit, and that was good to see too because yeah. he's been injured and had a slow start to the year. My takeaway on the negative side for you was seeing your running backs put up nine and a half combined. Aaron Jones had a tough matchup. You can't fault him for Sam Fran. And Chris Carson is getting credited for fumbles when the ball is handed off at his shoulder. (laughs) He lost two points because Ross was confused. So, I mean... How do you you feel about this current situation? Ah, whatever. It's annoying. Yeah, you're right. Jones had a tough matchup. I mean, fuck, man. It's frustrating. Like... I don't know. It's so annoying. The fumbles are stupid. Like, Carson, this is out of nowhere, man. Like, I remember reading, I I looked it up because I think after, like, week two, he had, like, two fumbles in that game. And I was like, oh, my God, is this really what's going to happen, this fucking guy? And I read into it, zero fumbles in college. Zero. Yep. He's had, I believe he had only one in his rookie year. That's it. He is not known as a guy that has ball security issues. All of a sudden, this season, he has fucking seven fumbles. Ah, uh, six and a half. These are things you can't really predict, right? Yeah. Like, 
You can look at all the numbers you want and everything you look for Carson. Okay, 20-plus carries a game. He catches two or three balls out of the backfield. Good offense. Lots of red zone opportunities. Checks every box in the fucking book. Fumbles. Yeah. Now what? And that's got to be now so- what? And then on top of it all, you see your boy Rashad Penny just barreling downfield and that scoring touchdowns. Trash. That was dumb. That guy sucks. Let's move on to the next matchup. Let's do it. Rob defeats Franco 90 to 80 as Rob moves to 6 and 6. Franco falls to 5 and 7. And Rob somehow, someway, has won four games in his last five weeks. He has Bad at trying to lose. What Tones? A fucking joke. The only the only loss in that whole stretch was when he failed to start a quarterback. He should have five straight wins. He should. What the fuck is going on, guys? And thank God for you guys that he didn't. Because he would be two wins ahead of that secondary squad, which would mean that only one of you, Nick and Franco, would have made the playoffs. That is legitimately game-changing. I hate fantasy football if so Nick much. If Nick Dotto gets... Hypothetical. Yeah. If Nick Dotto gets into the sixth seed and Rob falls out, let's just say, you mm-hmm. and Nick both win next week, Franco loses whatever. Okay. Peace, Rob. Nice knowing you. Bye-bye. Okay. And I happen to finish third. <laughs> and Nick, who just lambasted my squad by almost 100 full points, plays me in the first round, and then McCaffrey wipes his ass all over my team... <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so mad at Rob. I'm going to be so mad. Co-commish duties, gone. If this happens. If this, you heard it on the pod tonight. If Rob misses the playoffs, (laughs) Nick makes it, plays me, and then kicks my ass. This is abuse of power right now. Co-commish duties, (laughs) rescinded. It's bullshit. Goodbye. I'm pissed. Of course you are. This is a joke. What now? I'm pissed, man. This is fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy, you mean. Yes! Of course, of course. I mean, credit to Rob. Sure, man. But you ask him, he's the fuck, you're sitting here on your couch going like, it's unbelievable that I'm here right now. He's actually dumb. No fucking shit, it's dumb. <laughs> you got guys trading first round picks? Me. How, how pissed are you? You didn't rattle off, you rattled off five straight wins this year? I haven't. Yeah, you did. You had a nice little winning streak? No, no. Rob has won four of five. No, I'm saying, but. I like, won four to start the season. Sure, okay, cool. You gave up a first-round pick this oh, year. Oh, I did. He's acquiring first-round picks this year. That's correct. And here you are, comfortably in a playoff spot. You might have to play this guy. He might have been fucking yeah, trying. Doesn't I that know. make you angry? It Be mad with me. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I've already expressed my anger because I know I'm going to play Nick. I know he's going to beat me, and I know I'm going to be mad. Kokomish duties. Rescinded. Listen, Rob <sighs> started a quarterback this week, therefore he won, okay? Rob's last five weeks, we did this with Rich. Yeah. Rich had... A, an average of 97 points. Rob's last five weeks, 98 points. <laughs> is that, who does that say more or less about? But that is fucking better than Rich. And I think that that is absolutely hilarious. I want to cry. We had an idea this season to put sound effects on each time that we eliminated a guy. Remember the, there it yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. see ya. Our boy. The Michael K. You did that once when I was in Europe. You did it to Franco. Yeah. And it's fucking hilarious because, yes, Franco was sitting in the eighth seed looking into a potential playoff spot. But we meant to do this each time someone was about to be eliminated. And at this point, we're only one week away from the playoffs. And CRG's there. It's not even worth doing because it was supposed to be this fun thing. But the point is that it was so tight all year long. That's what's been so impressive. Yep. And we haven't eliminated these teams. Ridiculous. 
What a stupid league this is. One thing on Franco. <laughs> one thing on Franco. He traded Zach Ertz, who went off this week. Yeah. And he started Goddard, and that was The just, better tight end on Philly. <laughs> and that was just funny that he ended up switching to that guy. Do you have anything else to say about this? Because I'm just mad. You're mad. No, I'm just mad. Fuck it. I'm just blind pissed. Like, fuck this shit, man. I wish I had Rob's schedule luck. That'd be nice. Fuck. You would have, your, team would have found, your team would have found a way to lose, I think. Someone would have been like, oh, wait, hold on. Tones is, Tones is in a good position this week? Oh, let's blow an ACL out. Here's what we learned about our first two matchups here. Yes. You got to be lucky to be good and good to be lucky. Yeah. Rich and Rob right now are lucky. There's just a, it's just facts. Well, we actually have had three matchups so far. Well, fuck you. Let's move on. <laughs> it's late. Uh, let's move on to, we've talked about this kind of already, but it's Nick who absolutely fucked me, beating me 161 to on 67 on my oh. birthday. This matchup, there's, there's, there's a lot to unpack when it comes to Nick's team and then somewhat to unpack about my shit team, but Nick with a season high in points, you, you gotta say I'm eight and four, Nick is five and seven season high in points for Nick. It came Subtle at the perfect flex. time. He was the second highest scoring Point total of the season with 161, 167, week five, CRG versus Franco. Mm -hmm. You almost got it. Nick, you had an insanely high-scoring week. So, this week, we got to talk about the Greg Jennings Team On My Back Award. Fuck it. You can't stop me. Goes to an unconventional Nick's entire fucking team. Tones. His entire squad yeah. performed, like, at peak performance. Right Leonard Fournette had his highest scoring week of the year. DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Zach Ertz each put up their second highest scoring weeks of the season. It was, as you said, right on cue for Nicky. Yep, he needed it. Must win. I mean, if he's the head coach in the locker room, they responded, man. I wish my team could fucking do that right on cue. Yeah, it was great. His team was fucking amazing. D-Hop Thursday sets the tone. Two touchdowns. Looking like D-Hop of old. Back to that keeper status, if there was ever any doubt. A couple text messages that I sent to Nick. Mm-hmm. Different stories. Number one. I texted him when he had a buck 55 heading into Monday Night Football. Checked the matchup. Realized... I'm getting destroyed, and he still has a player to go. And I said, Nikki, do you think you have enough points scored this week? And he's like, nah, bro, I need 11 points out of Baltimore's defense. And I'm like, excuse me? This guy went beautiful mind on our asses and basically was looking at how he could pass you in points for, broke down all of the maths, and said, I need 11 from Baltimore's D. He gets that and then some, and now he's above you in points for, heading into the final week of the season, ahead of you in the standings. I picture Nick with, like... What are the one of those fucking things to those boards to summon ghosts to talk to oh, ghosts? Yeah, Ouija boards yeah, are don't they? Even say that out loud. Uh, whatever, man. Don't it's fucking it. bullshit. But yeah, Matt, like he's just sitting there going, "Okay, eleven points. Baltimore defense looks up. Boom, fumble. Okay, <laughs> uh, need two touchdowns from my keeper, DeAndre Hopkins. Looks up. Boom, touchdown. <laughs> like I'm gonna do that. I need Nick's secret sauce this week. Nick, show me the way." Nick's second text message to me was at 1.42 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. After Odell's touchdown, he said, Happy birthday, bro, but that is my gift to you. And that was, little did I know that 42 minutes into the kickoffs on Sunday, that would be my last touchdown scored all weekend long. Dude, I watched a full day of football for the first time all year, and my team put up a season-low 67 and I had a zero from a dude this week. Zero! To quote my friend and yours, Sid Sixero. Yes. Knock, knock. Who's there? 
a birthday dick to your face. That's what Nick just did to you. It was so bad. I had Amari Pooper performing. Uh, zero points. Zero, zero a total of zero. That got, game was You got gross, Stefan Gilmore. That, and that game was disgusting. Yeah, it, it was, was really not, bad It was to not watch. pretty. Okay. I, uh, I have something to bring up. Go for it. Dan actually brought this up. Credit to him. And I think this is worth bringing up on the pot. Sure. Dan said he's legit afraid to face Nick's team. Dan saying this. Yep. Okay. You, as an eight and four team. Yep. I know I don't have to ask you, but you can speak for the other contenders here. Is this a real fear? This fear could not be more real. And here's why. Nick's last five games. Oh, here we here go. Here we go again. Rich, recap. Recap of the last five games. Yeah, go nuts. Rich. 97 points. Trash. Rob, who's a bad? Bad team. 98 points. Trash. Nick, two-time champ, not two-time finals loser, two-time champ Dotto, an average of 110 points over his last five games. Tough matchups in there, too. Not bad. And a stinker, but 110, bringing the average down? Are you kidding me? Crazy. That is crazy. And yeah, I'm obviously terrified of Nick. Nick his keepers right now going into next season. Leonard Fournette just put up 27 points. Christian McCaffrey is a glitch. And DeAndre Hopkins put up his second highest total of the season in 21 points. That trio outscored my entire team this week. My let God. alone the complimentary guys, including his kicker defense and his quarterback only put up 11. Are you kidding me? <laughs> when you have your keepers performing to that level and you also have the best player in fantasy in McCaffrey... Yeah, I'm fucking scared. And I'm not scared of other teams the way that I am of Nick if I don't get one of those buys. Mm -hmm. With all due respect to the rest of the teams, including yours, I just see the most boom potential from Nick. And yes, I know he's had his down weeks. But when he does this, which a lot of teams can't do, get me out of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's made improvements, right? Getting Zach Ertz has helped. Zach Ertz has not been good this year. Yep. In two of the, what, four weeks he's been on Nick's team? Yep. He's been really, really good. A top-flight tight end. I think this week he had 12 receptions, 14 targets. Like, that's, like, Zach, that's Zach Ertz of old. Like, yep. that, like, he's back fully. And all of a sudden his season's back on track. Like, that's a big deal. Getting Marquise Brown healthy again. Yep. I know he didn't start him this week, but that's a big deal. Like, imagine going up. Imagine you're Ryan right now, okay? And I love doing this when I f- play other teams. Is if they have that stud quarterback, I would love to have that stud quarterback's number one weapon. Because it almost helps cancel each other out. Sure. Right? If you're Ryan with Lamar Jackson going up against Marquise Brown, and there's in a playoff matchup, there's an 80-yard game for two touchdowns for Marquise Brown, hey, that advantage isn't as large as it once was. Now, all of a sudden... That balances scale a little bit in that matchup, right? Sure. You have to be afraid of that if you're a guy like Ryan. The only counter I I'm have I'm just to using that, that as an example. Absolutely, because the only counter to that is, yes, I don't think that Brown has been his, like, top receiver. Like, they spread it out to a bunch of kind of schlubs and Mark Andrews in the yeah. entire offense. Sure. But absolutely, when you have that cancellation option and you know that the receiver is going to put up a ton of points on that big touchdown. So mm-hmm. that's totally, yeah, I, I'm with you there. Long story short is, the moral of the story, I'm afraid of Nick. I really am. Who, he's a nice guy. Who I'm not afraid of is our final matchup of the week. Because we'll spend a grand total of 45 seconds on that. You can start the timers. Max. Mike moves to 3-9 and nine with a win over CRG, who falls to 3-9. and nine. This matchup was gross. Uh, what else to say? Uh, okay, Mike, we get it. Derek Henry's a keeper. And uh, Tones, you know that now. 
Congratulations. I, I knew it before. I don't know what he's fucking all butthurt about. It's fine, man. Derrick Henry, he runs, takes 10 minutes to run 20 yards. It's okay. <laughs> no one can catch him. I don't understand, apparently. Whatever, man. Go nuts. Thanks for DJ Moore. <laughs> Meanwhile, who's, the, who's fifth in the league in receiving yards, by the way? <laughs> DJ Moore's fifth in the league in receiving yards. That's yeah. correct. That's qu- That's crazy. Uh, CRG, by the way, selling and losing done right. Take notes, Rob. Uh, he yeah. loses his fifth straight game. He's now second last in the league. Can we move on? Yeah, I would love to. There's nothing to talk about here. <laughs> we'll get to these guys when it's loser bracket time, but there's nothing to talk about going into week 13. I think that was pretty close to 45 seconds. That was pretty damn close. Yeah. So, let's just move on. Because we have a candidate who wasn't totally strong for fantasy purposes, but we're going to talk about this week's edition of... Douchebag of the Week. And for this one, we go to the Washington Redskins, who... <laughs> How to win this week. The team name alone, worthy of D-Bag of the Week. Their first home win of the season. Dwayne Haskins, with his first win as a quarterback. You can call it a win. Was it? Sure. And he has to finish the damn game to get the win, doesn't he? I don't know if you guys saw this. (laughs) Victory formation. Okay. Taking the knee to round out this fucking game. This guy is taking selfies with fucking fans. So Case Keenum... Has to trot out out there, take that knee, take that negative two yards oh, yeah. rushing, while Haskins is making us millennials look like a bunch of idiots taking selfies with fans. Buddy, fucking do your job. He looked so happy, though, while he was doing it. I gotta Could give you it. imagine yeah. Tom Brady doing this? Belichick oh, would not. ship his ass for a sixth-round pick. Yeah. Before the fucking plane takes off to go back home. Who he would then turn into a Hall of Famer. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to see that press conference. I would have loved to see it. Well, the coach is an interim coach right now, so he doesn't give a fuck. He He knows he's not coming back. The team's a joke, but bro, finish the fucking game, dude. We have... A power rankings to do, Tones. Yeah, baby. And we've talked the about... Last the last edition. The last edition of the power rankings. Wow. We... We've talked about a lot of these teams already, so yeah. it won't take as long as maybe we would have done it otherwise, but let's go through these power rankings. Okay, so let's revisit from week nine, the last time we did this, okay? Yep. Ryan was number one, Dan number two, Rich number three, Doors number four, your boy at number five... Nick at 6, Rob at 7, CRG 8, Franco 9, and shockingly, Mike Dotto bringing her up the rear at 10. This week, we got some movement. We got some movement. Let's just say this. We have a new number 1. We have a new number 10. (gasps) And I had to lobby for this one, and we chirped Mike Dotto, and we just gave it to him. But I have to actually give him credit, because Mike Dotto has moved up this week. We're moving CRG, the seller... The five-time-in-a-row loser yeah. to number 10. Perennial sixth place. He's down no two, Yeah, he's down two spots. He's lost five in a row. His team's not putting up points. It looks ugly for him, but it's exactly what he wanted. He got his draft picks. He sold his guys. He's losing. And for that, you're down to 10. Mike yep. Dotto getting big performances from guys like Derrick Henry and putting up points. Mike in, in, in winning. And now... Yes, still 10th in the league, but tied for CRG for a record. Mike making a late push to not be complete shit. And, hey, he moves up to number 9. Yep. Number 8. This is where shit gets real. Already. Yeah. Already. Already. 
This was, like, guys, we debated. Yeah. Longer than we've ever debated before about this stuff. So please don't take this personally. And if you do, you know Doria's number. Shoot him a message. Yeah. Um, Franco's number eight for me. Okay. He goes up one still, pretty much by default. I would like to move him higher, but I just can't because of what's going on ahead of him. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for a guy who has as little chance to make the playoffs, even though there is still a chance out of the four remaining teams vying for those last two spots, his odds are significantly worse than the rest. Yeah. It's interesting because he actually had two straight wins coming into this past week. He and that's up, what made it tough. He put up a buck 24 and a win in week 10 against Dan, which was a huge win for a lot of the league, I'll Stunner. just say. And a 109 and a win against you, unfortunately, in week 11. Then he has a kind of a dud again this week. It's not that Franco's team isn't putting up points or not performing consistently. It's just that ahead of him, there's just... So much talent and so many guys making big moves. As you said, we move to number seven where Rob stays where he is. How do we discount a guy who has four wins in his last five games? Now, he hasn't put up the most total points, but he's moved up the standings. And now sitting at 500 at six and six, the guy is is a game ahead of the next three guys below him in you, Nikki and Franco. So Rob stays at seven and is ahead of Franco. Mm-hmm. Number six, we've got you, Tones. We got me. I'm down one spot. I've been just been hovering around fifth and sixth this entire fucking year. Jesus right where they Christ. want you, baby. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm down one spot. I think you could easily make a case to flip Rob and me. I think you can make a case to flip six and five and four and six and four and seven even. Like, it's just a mess, but... I think I'm where I should be. You had two straight wins in weeks 9 and 10, and then you've lost the last two straight. The loss to Franco in week 11 was so tight. It was an absolute nail-biter. It's like the second or third. I'm looking at the standings right now. I'm looking at your totals. It's the second, like, three points or less loss that you've had, which is devastating. And it it was definitely a a game that you needed, that you should have won. But anyway, regardless, you're still putting up the points. Your squad is still performing. And now you're finally getting to a point where you're a little healthier than you were before. And guys are are in good positions to succeed. So you know what? I like you going into the last week. And I think we have you where you need to be. Down one at number five. Yeah. Is me. Oh, yeah. I just put up 67 points. I don't deserve to be up any higher than that. And that was an ugly one for two-time finals loser. I'll tell you that. Big reason for you being at number five is basically because of who we put at number four. Sure. It's a guy that just whipped his cock out and smacked you in the face with it. It's Nicholas Dotto. Right in the face. The better Dotto. Up two spots to number four. Yeah. He was eighth in the league standings last week. Yeah. One win propelled him a certain way. Like, we're trying not to overreact after one win. We really aren't. But, like, you just said how scary his team is. And right now, going up against your squad, trying to project ahead, I think he can easily beat you any given week. And that's what it comes down to. He also, if we project forward as well, he plays CRG next week, who, as we mentioned, has five straight losses. A win for Nikki next week almost feels inevitable. But then again... He put up 64 points in a loss to Rob in Week 11, so who knows? Never but, know. But when we are doing these, we're projecting forward as well. And after a buck 61, looking to be in the playoffs after being out for most of the year, after having no draft picks coming into the season and still putting together what he's put together, 
And after destroying me this week, you could flip-flop me and him, but he deserves to be at four. We go to number three where Richard Ben stays exactly where he was. Rich, I mean, he has eight wins in his last nine games. We talked about a lot of cheap ones. It was another cheaper one this week. He only won with 91 points against a guy like Ryan. But Rich sitting where he needs to be. The two guys ahead of him, despite the fact that he's in first, the two guys ahead of him look really good. It was... Like, Rich could have easily been number five on this list. Yeah. Could have easily. And if you took care of business and beat Nick this week, you and him probably just switch. Yeah. Right? Sure. And, like, we just talked about Rich's points for. We just talked about the string of luck he's had in the last little while. And I know he's going to hate listening to this, but, like, sorry, it's reality. Is he, like... The third-place team is putting up 97 points over the last five weeks. The first-place team, but third in the power rankings. I know exactly what you're saying. Yes. In terms of, yeah, sorry. In terms of our power rankings. We can't have Rich sitting at 2 or 1 with only 98 points scored over the last five combined. And obviously, we do this in three-week increments, but Rich sits exactly where he's supposed to be. At number two, let's go to number one. Because, because... That's professional broadcasting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> because, because we have a change. And last week, I'm sorry, last time we did the power rankings, we had Ryan sitting at number one. But yep. now we bumped Ryan to two and Dan is up one to number one. This guy is absolutely massacring point totals every single week. We've talked about him. We've S'd his D enough. He deserves to be at number one, don't you think? Not even a question. Um, it's not even a question. I think right now... Yes, the power rankings are fun. It's 1 to 10 and whatever. But I think if you break this league down into tiers, this is what it pretty much looks like at this point in time. Dan and Ryan, I know we keep talking about all the top four, the top four, the top four. I think that's broken up at this point. Sure. It's Dan and Ryan as the legit contenders. Yep. The favorites, right? You have yourself and Rich who... And I'm not the only one who shares this or who has this opinion. I do share it having talked to the league. You two are kind of the like pretend contenders yeah where on any given week it could be 80 points or it could be 115 but no matter what on a consistent basis it's just a subtle tier below those top two dudes yes um i agree with that the tier underneath is where shit gets fucking bananas nick myself rob franco yeah you can make a case that Two of those guys could be in the tier below with CRG and Mike, but I you just can't do it based on what could possibly happen in a week from now when we're sitting here doing the regular season closing podcast. Yep. That's it's fucking wild. That's basically what it breaks down to. Yep. Yeah. Well I don't know what the takeaway is there, but I just wanted to just put it out there in the universe. The big takeaway is that you're doing a great job, congratulations, of tying exactly what we talked about in the open to here. We have such parity. It's it's insane how close this league is, and we're seeing it again now in the power rankings. Guys up and down in ways that like we have not seen before. We've had three different power ranking uh, number ones this year. Uh, Dan has been a two-time guy. Good for him. It's just like it's crazy how tight this thing is right now, yeah. and and we have to now look ahead to the marquee because. First of all, none of the playoff pushers play each other next week, which is a devastating turn of events for the schedule. We've had two great rivalry weeks. We've had some really, really close matchups. And I think the schedule, by order of randomization from Yahoo, thank you very much to begin the season, (laughs) has been really, really great. And we've had some good matchups, but not a single playoff pusher 
plays each other. And by that, I mean Nick, Anth, Rob, Franco. Like, these guys are not going up against each other at all next week. And that's kind of devastating for the schedule. So, what is our marquee next week, Tones? Every single one of them. Every goddamn matchup Every means, matchup matters. Means something. Everyone is playing for something. Whether it's bye weeks, a berth in the playoffs, or you don't want to pay for the engraving next year. Oh. Like, it's either everyone has something to play for. The loser bracket will be set. The playoffs will be determined. Bye weeks will be set, and nothing will be settled until Monday evening. And that to me is crazy. This year in fantasy has blown me out of the water. It's like I just fucking I'm commissioning my way. Uh, like I'm just like I'm just I'm getting a little wet for the league right now. You okay, you know I mean? so you're, like, you're right over there. It's crazy. It's Holy crazy. We're gonna get a change of pants. We can pause. It's unbelievable. All so. Right. Tones, I mean, week 13, right around the corner. This is amazing. How you feeling? You feeling good? No, I, uh, no, Classic. I'm not. I wish I, w- <laughs> I wish I had three more fucking wins. Uh, but you know what? I'm positive guy. We're, we're, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna, we're gonna crush Rich this week. Why? Because fucking Rutch needs to fucking figure his shit out. And I'm gonna teach him a lesson this week. And Here you know we what? If there was a single, like, marquee, I mean, I really like you and Rich, but like, we're, we're going with the whole league, but yeah. you and Rich is interesting. Rich is playing for a bye. You're playing for a fucking Who you chance. Got? I have Franco. <gasps> okay. Take care of business for me, okay? Thanks, pal. You'd like that, eh? Preach. We took care of business tonight, Tones. This is a good pod. Really enjoyed doing this. Nice to have you back. Yeah, it was good. Missed you. Yeah. Uh, let's Preach. hopefully... We'll hopefully get it... Uh, we'll hopefully get through the rest of the season doing a two-man team because apparently I'm putting Mike Dotto to sleep over there, so... Boys, week 13 has arrived. Good luck to everyone except for Franco because I play you. And you, Rich. Oh, and Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Zone, 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 zone. Let me see your shoulders work. I mean, I don't know what y'all came here to do, but uh, if you ain't got a lighter, what the fuck you smoking for?